Hello, and welcome back to the Living in Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Ross O'Hare, and with us today, we've got Mark Fields again. How are you? Doing fine, Ross. Good. Good to have you back on. And today, we're going to be talking about the will of God. So, obviously, a really big topic. In fact, uh, when you Google the will of God, there's over 589 million hits that come up when you Google that topic. Mm. So, (laughs) pretty big topic. Yes. Uh, Obviously, a lot of people discussing it, a lot of information about it out there. So, if that's the case, and that many people are talking about it and searching for it, how do we narrow down this topic some for this discussion? Oh, yeah, that's a big topic, Ross. Yeah. Well, first, let me address what we won't talk about. Okay. The world's concept of the will of God, it's in regard to what God is in control of. You know, was COVID God's will? Right. Was an earthquake or a tornado or a storm or devastation? Was that God's will? Mm. And that's what they want to engage in. That's what they want to find out. Sure. Even in individuals' lives, if something tragic happened, was this God's will or mm. good happened? Right. So they want that aspect of him being in control or not. Like you did, I get this parking spot because God wanted nah. to. <laughs> yes, thank you, God. <laughs> right, right. Uh, for Christians, though, we focus more on what God wants us to do. You know, what's his will for me out there? Because I don't know what to do, and I want to know what God wants me to do so I can make the right choice. Mm. Who do I marry? What job do I take? Where do I move to? How many kids do I have right. even? Yeah. And so that's what the Christian likes to hear about and talk about. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to talk about that either. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So neither of those things. So we've obviously narrowed down. That's not what we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. What are we going to talk about? Okay. We're going to talk about what we do know about the will of God. There's many verses in the Bible that talks about, uh, we already know what God's will is, and it says it very clearly. So I want us to focus on what do we know and how are we responding to what we do know. Hmm. Okay. So what are some of those verses? Help us understand Mm. what the Bible says about what God's will is and how we can kind of understand that. Okay, yeah. Here's the first one. John 6.40, it says, For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in Him shall have eternal life, and I will raise him up the last day. Hmm. So we see that God's will is for us to look, believe, and have eternal life. Yeah. And he says to look to the Son, a person, Jesus Christ. God's will is that we enter into a personal relationship mm. with Jesus Christ. And then as we do that, we have eternal life. And as has been discussed in earlier podcast, eternal life is not a place or a position. Eternal life is a person. Yeah. So true. as we believe in him, we begin this relationship with Jesus, and we have his life yeah, I love that, because obviously it's saying that when we believe in Him, we receive eternal life, but it's we're receiving Jesus. The Spirit mm. of Jesus lives in us, and that equates to eternal life. That equates, but it's also bigger than that, because it, it helps us day to day. He's there with us, and it's amazing that God's ultimate will is Jesus mm. in us. That's pretty cool. Yes, amen. All right, another verse is in Philippians 2, 12 to 13. Says, therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but how much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to f- fulfill his good purpose. Hmm, okay. uh, so it's God's will that he works in you and through hmm. you. And when I look at this verse, I focus more on the working out my own salvation, which is a component of it. But what God's will is in all that is for us to allow him to work in us Mm. and through us. And I like the way it says, for his good pleasure. It pleases him so much to watch us receive his working in us. Yeah, yeah. So it started, obviously, with John 6, where we're talking about believing in God and we receive Jesus. Mm. Then the next progression is that Jesus living in us is working in and through us as the next part of his will. Like, he's doing that mm. in us, and that yes. is amazing. That's awesome. Yes, amen. Okay, next verse is 1 Thessalonians 5, 16-18. It says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, 
and in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. And hmm. it clearly says there's three things there that's God's will for us. Yeah. First, rejoice always. Psalm 1611 says, in your presence is fullness of joy. Hmm. So when we're aware of his presence, we're going to rejoice. And he says always. Yeah. Second one is pray without ceasing. In other words, talk to God all of the time. Hmm. And the third one is give thanks in everything. So what he's saying here is it, it's God's will that we acknowledge his presence, enjoy his presence, hmm. and acknowledge his provision in everything he has done, is doing, and will do. Yeah. I mean, that's such a great little takeaway there, because obviously, if we're building here, again, there's this awesome progression that's going on right now. Mm. We receive Jesus. That's our that, that's God's ultimate will for us, is that mm. Jesus is in our heart. Then the next part is that He's working in us, that He's teaching us and growing us and reminding us of the truth. And then the next is, when we start becoming aware of that, mm. we can really rejoice and really join and partner with God in what He's doing in our lives, which again, I mean, it's so amazing, because it all falls... All of this falls down to the fact that God wants to have a relationship with us. Yeah. God want, God's ultimate will is to be connected to us. And I like what it, the way it ends, too, in Christ Jesus. That just kind of wraps it all up into a bundle. Yeah. Yep. Uh, in John 14, he says, I am in you, you are in me, and we're in the Father. Mm. And so it's a whole aspect of the relationship, the joining together in this concept. Yeah, I mean, what I love that you're bringing out is because we, we at the beginning you talked about what it's not what we're not going to talk about. Mm-hmm. So often... <laughs> We as believers focus on like, you know, is this God's hand? Is he doing this? Is he leading me this way? Should I buy this car? Should mm. I buy this house? And again, those are important decisions for us. Yeah. But ultimately, those aren't the things that God is working in our lives day in and day out. What he really wants is that intimate relationship with us. That's what he's focused on. Now, obviously, he may lead you to buy a certain house. Mm-hmm. He may also not. It may be up to you in that mm-hmm. choice. But I just love how how you're bringing out his provision, his heart for us, his pursuit of us, and that's such an amazing part of this. Mm, let me interject something here. When I'm coaching people to obtain a goal, to acknowledge a goal, to yeah. seek a goal, as they're in that process, I ask them, what's the highest goal possible here for mm. God? And they don't know sometimes. <laughs> sure, I say, yeah. It's to know him. So in whatever this journey is, wherever God has leaded you, have it as your primary mm. vision, goal, whatever purpose is. I just want to know him in his process. Yeah, that's so good. We got any more verses going on? Well, yeah. After we have enjoyed a relationship with him, and we know that it's his will that we enjoy him and he enjoys us together, now let's look at the aspect of how do I live that out? Mm. What is God's will in regard to my expression of this to other yeah, people? Yeah. So there's a verse in 1 Thessalonians 4, 3 to 4, and it says, For this is the will of God. Hmm. Your sanctification. Let me stop right there. That's in mid-verse. But it says right there, God's will is for us to be sanctified Hmm. and to enjoy that process. Now, I don't want to get into the verb tenses of sanctification, past, present, future. That's Mm -hmm. a theological discussion. But let's just stop and talk about what our current process of sanctification is. Hmm. It means that I acknowledge what God has done in me and how he has created me to be a new creation in Christ. Mm. And now my process of making my actions and behaviors reflect that is my decision-making to learn and understand and to grow in grace of who I really am Mm. and then to act according to that. And as I do that, it sets me apart. It sets my life apart so that other people can see what God's love looks like. Yeah, and I don't want to sound like a broken record, but all of that flows from knowing that God's working in us, mm. that His Spirit's in us, that we have we have the Spirit of Christ, and because of those truths, those foundations, then we can grow, like you're talking about. Then we can learn what it looks like to activate our faith and to put our faith in what God has said and believe that truth and act out that way, because that also is the will of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
And to finish that verse, then he now goes on to say, that is, in this hour of sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each of you know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor. Now, again, we could go off the trail of sexual immorality and all of that. He right. was speaking to a specific context right yeah, then. Yeah. But the point is, I want you to live in a way that honors God, honors yourself, and honors others, mm. because life and honor and value is what's important to me. Yeah, yeah, that honor word is really important. Okay, you got mm-hmm, one more? Mm-hmm. Yep, First Peter chapter 2, verse 13 to 15. It says, Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human authority, whether to the emperor as the supreme authority or to governors, who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and mm-hmm. to commend those who do right. For it is God's will that by doing good, you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. Mm. So there's a lot to, <laughs> a lot of rabbits we could chase in there. <laughs> yeah, in there. For real. And about the government and all of that, and foolish people and the ignorant talk. But I think the key there is doing God's will by doing good. Mm. And as we do obey and we honor and respect authority and we act in ways that reflect who we are in Christ, and that good behavior turns into observance from others, then we show them this is what God looks like. It's like what Jesus says in Matthew 5, let your light so shine that Mm -hmm. other people may see your good works and glorify God who's in heaven. Yeah, I feel like this is the pinnacle of this progression that we're going through, Mm -hmm. is that at the end of the day, when we do good, which quote-unquote good is trusting Jesus, listening to the Spirit, and living out of the Spirit, then when we're, we're acting that way, it ultimately fulfills God's will of us enjoying Him, our intimate relationship with Him, and then also being the salt and light of the world, like you talked about. Like it expands God's kingdom while it deepens our intimacy with Him. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. Yes. Good. So, what about you? Like, obviously, we've talked about what the Bible says about the will of God and the the progression that it talks about there. But what about what's this journey been like for you to discover the will of God mm-hmm. and this understanding of it? Well, I'm a life coach. And also on top of that, God has wired me to be analytical. Hmm. And I'm also a very purpose-driven person. I don't know where that came from, athletics or just how God wired me or whatever. So when I see verses and I read God's Word, I'm looking for what He wants me to do. And my (laughs) eyes automatically in a verse goes to find out, strive after, seek after. Hmm. And so that was my, I don't want to call it my natural tendency, that was what I was used to doing um, for all of my life. And so, yeah, when I see the will of God, I say, man, this is something i got to pursue. I want to strive. I want to just follow him, beg him, whatever, be with him until he reveals to me, this is what I want you to do. And so it became a a treasure hunt search or a hide-and-seek search or whatever. But then, of course, there's the three verses we referred to earlier, especially John 640. But then God showed me this verse in Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That's that inside-out kind of process. That's the sanctification. I'm not going to shape my behavior according to what people around me are doing. I'm going to respond to what God has done and is doing inside of me. Mm. And as I do that, my mind becomes refreshed by Him and renewed in Him and such. Then it goes on to say that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Mm-hmm. And I know this is only one translation, but it says that by testing, there goes my old you know, lights to go ahead and find out what's, <laughs> what it's supposed to be. But that's not the main point here. That's not what it's saying. It's saying that God's will is that you be transformed, that your mind be renewed, and you will automatically know and discern, this is of God. This mm-hmm. is what God wants for me. Wow. So as I realized that, I learned to relax. I just took my, my foot off the pedal. And not that, I mean, off the gas, but not that I put it right on the brakes, but I don't have to strive and I don't have to groan and strain. It reminds me of Psalm 46.10 that says, cease striving. Hmm. 
and know that I'm God. <laughs> and as I learn to just relax my tensed up muscles, my tensed up, I guess, position toward what God would do for me, then I was opened up to receptivity. Mm-hmm. And now God could just reveal to me or let me enjoy him or whatever because I stopped trying to force this whole process. I just relaxed in him. Man, that's so great. I mean, I feel like this is a linchpin idea for so many people, is how do we understand how to live as Christians? Because obviously we want to, quote-unquote, live in the will of God, although we've talked about that, that that's Jesus for Mm -hmm. us and enjoying Him. Mm -hmm. But your natural bend of being achieving, goal-driven, you know, very analytical, lends itself to trying to figure out every situation, what am I supposed to do? Right? Like, okay, God, what do I do? Am I supposed to send this email or not? Do you know, like, just, am I supposed to make this phone call or not? Like, you could get paralyzed by that kind of thought. Yes. Yeah. And what it breaks down to to me is if we know that God is the one working in us and that he's pleased with us and that his will is fulfilled by us believing in him and that there's nothing more we need to do in that respect, Mm -hmm. then we can do what you said. We Mm -hmm. can relax. We can rest in him. And when it comes to a practical everyday situation, then it's a conversation. Okay, God, is there something specific you want me to do? And if so, mm-hmm. then give me the clarity, give me mm-hmm. the strength, give me the discernment to figure that out. Like you said, Romans 12, God will renew our mind Amen. for us to figure out what we need to do. If there's not a clear answer, then maybe God's saying, hey, you get to choose. It's up to you. But it all starts from that knowing that we have God inside of us, that He's working in us, and that He's pleased with us. Mm, yeah. From that place... We can then start to discern, hey, what should we do in this situation? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Ross, that's changed my whole prayer life. Hmm. It used to be I went to God to know what to do or give me wisdom of how to respond. I wanted something to deal with my stress. And now I've learned just enjoy the relationship. Hmm. Just sit and listen and enjoy his love and tell him you love him. And then if it flows out into, okay, here's what's before me today, God, and I just know that you will take the burden or the the greater majority of the the chore of telling Mm -hmm. me what to do and such. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with you, I still see someone who's driven and who has achieved a lot, Mm -hmm. who really, you've used your analytical ability to succeed a lot. And so it's not a matter of becoming passive. It's probably even more that you get more done in this respect, because you're not trying to read the tea leaves per se, yeah. but you're trusting God in that process and then still working to the best of your abilities like you do. Yeah. 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 So if you had a final takeaway for those listening, what would it be? Oh, well, the God's will for my life is that I enjoy my relationship with Him and just how I express that mm-hmm. to others. But the focus is, He says, enjoy me. Yeah. Let's just relax together. And then I will lead you out and to express me and to act in obedience in accordance with my will. And you will be doing those things. But right now, let's just enjoy each other. Mm. And so his will for me is, first of all, for all of the world, is to know him in a personal relationship. Yep. And for me now, as a Christian, as his child, I can enjoy what he's done in me and what we're enjoying together and how he will use me. Mm. Yeah, man. I love that. This is such a big topic, like we talked about at the beginning, but I love how the focus remains, even for you today in this, as you've learned this, that Jesus is the one doing this in you. And then, yeah, it's so great. Thank you so much for really helping us understand this a little bit better. And if you guys want to delve more into this, you can go to the Living in Jesus workbook. And session 11, as we've talked about so many times, is about intimacy with God. And that, that is the linchpin, as we talked about. That's the new favorite word here, linchpin. Is, <laughs> I mean, that's the starting point of trying to really understand what God is doing in your life. His will is Jesus in you, and that intimate relationship is what He most cares about. And then obviously there's also the, the session on purpose and how we can understand our purpose and how we're 
how we can glorify God through that. Mm. But obviously, thank you so much again, Mark. I really appreciate it. Thanks for your time. Thank you, Russ. Yep. And guys, thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. Uh, We'll see you next week on the Living in Jesus podcast. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. The Living in Jesus podcast is a production of Christian Families Today and is produced and edited by Ross O'Hare and Ben Brezina. Christian Families Today is a nonprofit discipleship counseling, training, and coaching ministry focused on equipping men, women, and children in how to build biblically healthy lives and families. You can visit our website at cftministry.org to find information about our ministry, the Living in Jesus study, and other free resources. If you are encouraged by this podcast, it would really mean a lot to us if you could take a minute and leave us a review. This podcast and all our free content is made available because of the generosity of people just like you from around the world. Until next week, thank you and God bless.